Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Hey friends. Okay. Now today's podcast topic is really kind of fitting for the beginning of the year, right? Commitment. And um, before we jump into that, I just want to spend one minute letting you know something very cool is happening. So my personal project, the Rebel Spirituality Mystery School, is launching in February 2024. So if you're someone who listens to that podcast or if you've been dabbling in spirituality, perhaps you're now alcohol-free and you're looking for a deeper dive into something, you're looking around meaning and purpose and this kind of new chapter of your life, um, it would be a really, really exciting and cool thing to explore. So I've put the link to a page with all the information um, and, a way, and a place where you can sign up and all of that stuff in the show notes and um, of course I'm here to ask any questions you, you can get hold of me um, in the normal channels I'll, I'll put that down there as well but also for those of you who are interested on the 15th of January at 12 p.m eastern time so that will be 5 p.m uk time I'll be running a special event how to be a spiritual rebel in 2024 and for those of you who are interested, for the last part of that event, I'm going to answer questions about the Mystery School and, yeah, just let you know all about it and you can come and speak to me live and get all the info that you need to help you decide if it's the right place to, for you and decide if you want to commit to it. All right, team, I hope you have the most amazing uh, experience with me and Ellie. We had a lot of fun. I'll see you there. Are you ready to rumble? Always. That's what you were just going to say to me, wasn't it? Oh, Mr. Sam, Mr. Sam, I'm a bit tired and a bit weary. And right. on of, of you, no, not of you. Uh, if anybody watches this, so if anybody watches this on YouTube or on the, what what do you call them? Reels. Yeah. It's not what I call them. It's what most people call them. Most people call them. Um, I've got my Christmas jumper on. Because that's because yeah. I'm doing a lot of calls later on. I promised folks I'd wear my Christmas jumper. Yeah. So when this airs, it's not Christmas. It's over. It's done. Done. Uh, so I just wanted to clear that up in case anybody wondered why I was wearing a Christmas jumper in January. So you're doing that time travel thing again. I am. Yeah. I am. Uh, listen to this from... This is really funny. This is really, really, really funny. Right. So it's a, a review and the title is Give Them a Listen. <clears throat> this show is one of my favourites on podcasts. Sam and Ellie are very relatable and discuss a wide variety of topics. Their coaching techniques are valuable, whether you're alcohol free or curious about alcohol. I'd recommend this show for sure. Thanks, guys. The bit that's hilarious is this person is called teabagged your mum <laughs> so good so thanks teabagged your mum I, li really I like that the, uh, I like that for such a for such an uncouth name that was a very couth review very lovely yeah it was thanks do you, want, do you want another one or do you want me to save it uh, go on do another one um, I'm, I don't think you're going to be able to beat teabagging your mum are you but go on no do you, do you want a shorty or a longie uh, let's do another shorty no uh, I don't know you, you trust your judgement Oh, God. Oof. Danger. 
Um, well, the one I was going to read is from Review Faz, and it says, thanks to, hang on a second, the um, the title's Cheers, five stars. Thanks to Sam and Ellie for providing thoughtful, funny, and enjoyable content every week. And when I read that, I was like, God, yeah, it's like, it's quite an endeavor, isn't it? Episode yeah. every week. I like to listen to them on my walks and feel like I'm exercising both body and mind. I love revisiting my faves and getting something new out of them each listen based on where I'm at in my own life. Thanks for all you do. Well, thank you for listening. Isn't that lovely? Yeah, it means a lot. And you're right. We've been doing this now for like nigh on two and a half year or something like that. Good grief. Mad, eh? Good grief. So keep keep the reviews coming because it's so lovely yeah. to hear from you guys, especially um, yeah. with um, those nice... Nice names. Good, good luck trying to beat that name. <laughs> ah, so what, what are we doing today, mate? Because I might, I might just have to like rest back a little bit. I'm oh, yeah. Bit so today's, tired. I think, doing like this a bit weird. What's that? I don't know. I just was doing like drum and bass, like the hand in the air. Um, what was Agadoo? Do you remember Agadoo? Agadoo. Maybe that's do, what I was doing. Push pineapple. To get a, shoehorn, a shoehorn of pineapple in. Shake the tree. I love it. I do love it when you sing. It's another one of those YouTube copyrights we're going to get done for now. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, well. You fucked it up. They haven't pulled us off air yet, have they, though? So. No, not yet. Don't, don't, don't tempt them. Um, <laughs> so now we've got... Uh, so the title of today, and we're going to have to stick with it now because I'm just about to say it, is Get Off the Fence. Oh, I thought it was you doing it wrong. What did you say earlier on? That was ages ago. I did, say, I did say that. That's a different episode. Today we're doing Get Off the Fence. We're going to be talking about commitment. We're going to be talking about, you know, trying versus um, not, you know, trying in this kind of like non-committal, having a go state versus like commitment, true commitment, mm -hmm. and the, the danger of being on the fence um, and the joy of committing. They're the things I wrote down. So I've just given a little whistle-stop tour of what we're going to be up to. So we'll see if we actually follow those guidelines. Today's a nine-worder this plan wow yeah. well let's go let's can go you, can you start somewhere because I, I need to kind of get my brain in gear yeah, okay so i was with there's often this thing so this applies to everything but it's particularly true on the alcohol-free journey when we do this thing where we're like i'm gonna try to not drink on friday or we say i'm trying to moderate or this kind of thing and inherent within this word trying is kind mm. of like a i don't know it just doesn't really feel like a full full commitment because i i really think that what whatever we're doing on our journey and this could be to do with sugar it could be to do with alcohol it could be to do with uh getting a new job you know i'm trying to get a new job it could any any of these kinds of things um they yeah there's a, there's a real danger in it i i mean i have so whatever journey we're on i have no i i don't really obviously care because it's not my journey whether someone's sort of going through moderation or trying or being alcohol free or whatever but i think we have to commit to whatever we're up to at that period of time that chapter of our life we have to fully commit because otherwise we're in danger of being a bit wishy-washy um mm. and just kind of like yeah just not going one way or the other does that make sense it does it makes a lot of sense can i just ask because this is massively fucking distracting it's like the adhd there's a squirrel thing um have you got a jumper that's hanging on a lamp next to you or something What's that? Look at that? It's jumper. What, what, why is your jumper hanging there? It's, I'm, I'm finding I'm just, it very I distracting. Put it for, I put it there for comfort reasons. 
just in case I need my jumper. Would you like me to move it? Yeah, I just found found it a bit distracting. If you I don't find mind. you a bit distracting. <laughs> Thanks. Can you get back on track now? Mm. Right. So yes, that did make sense. And the thing that came to mind when you were speaking to it is that I think the the trying bit comes from the part of us that doesn't want to fail at something. So Indeed. yeah. So we can be certainly this this was a big thing for me over the years. I carried around with me this belief that effectively I am what I achieve. So achievement, accomplishment was where I would find my um value. And that's all very well when you are achieving things. But when you have the potential to fail at something, it can be like I always remember somebody saying to me, um, what this was in a job interview a long time ago, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? And the only thing that I could like really think that I was properly frightened of was failure. And and and, and this is this is the root of it because it well, if if my worth comes from what I achieve and then I fail at something, then that means, you know, I'm less than. So I think that that um, the kind of like language around trying, because I agree with you, there's a big difference, isn't there, between I'm trying to do something and I'm doing it. I'm absolutely fucking doing it. Uh, and I, th- I think we we can just be... Um, I don't know. We we just kind of need to wrap our arms around our humanness and face up to the fact that failure isn't possibly what we think it is or what we've created it to be in our minds. Because certainly now I view failure in a very very different way than I did a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very good. It's a very very powerful point. I think failure and also not knowing what success would mean as well. So, you know, maybe we think, oh, God, like if that were, there's this thing I want to do, but if I were to actually be successful at it, maybe it would be overwhelming. Maybe I wouldn't know what mm. to do with X, Y, Z. And and it can be a flavor of kind of either way or, or potentially even both, I think. But yeah, like it's not to say that there isn't a pro- like from when we say I'm going to do this thing, I'm committed to it. It doesn't mean that there isn't a process. It doesn't mean that like we switch our language from trying to fully committing and suddenly it's all done overnight there's you know there's still stuff to be done and all this kind of stuff but there's a really different we can be in the trying mode for a really 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 long time it's like spinning our wheels so so i think around the time i'm trying to think when this comes out so i've got a bunch of stuff that i'm releasing at the moment personally which has been that i've wanted to do for a long long time and it's and it to me it's like it's really important to me um and i've had all sorts of resistance and and like, oh, God, what if no one comes along and all this kind of stuff? And it stirs these kinds of things. They stir up uh, oh, like that shadow stuff, that kind of stuff that's lurking beneath the surface. And for the and all for the good, all for the good. And I mean, ultimately, the thing that the thing that's really worth knowing when it comes to fear of failure is unless it unless you're like trying to, I don't know, unless you're into parkour and you're trying to jump like 20 meters from one building to the other well failure literally means death for the vast majority of things failure means feelings that's what it means 
if you, if you stop and think about it and go through whatever it is, be it, you know, failing from stopping drinking or failing from launching that business or whatever it might be. Um, a lot of the time it it's rooted in feelings and it's, I goodness, I don't know if I could cope with that. We we probably haven't even realized that because some of this stuff is quite rooted in stuff from the past and these things that we've learned about ourselves. And I had a really similar journey to you, mate. And I still have for sure, still have kind of ripples of that. And, and it's like, a and I think we, you know, we do kind of, it's like a spiral curriculum. We burn some of that. Oh, I am my business or I am the, the, this pod, like the success of the podcast or this kind of stuff is wound up in that kind of stuff. Um, and, and yeah, that's all, that's all for the good. It's all for the good. So yeah, I think if it, if there's a lot of resistance in your movement to committing to something rather than trying to do it, then it's, it's just very natural and it's often in and around uncomfortable feelings, but we can, we can do that. We can do uncomfortable feelings. One space in particular where this is very apparent, actually a clear example is if you talk to a lot of people who are trying to control or moderate their alcohol use, if you speak to many people in that bracket, it's like, well, what is moderation to you? Many people haven't actually taken a piece of paper and been honest and written down what it means. So for example, this is moderation for me. It's, you know, it could be different for a different person. It's this many drinks a week or it's going out only here. And it's because the thing is, the moment we do that, mm. we know mm. that if we don't accomplish what we've put down on that piece of paper, we've got to either lie to ourselves and move the goalpost or we're going to have to honor the fact that, oh, I can't actually do that moderation thing as it looks to me. Because moderation isn't a thing. It's not. We spoke about this in depth a while back. Um, it's not like a thing in the sense of it just means different things to different people. And so you have to lay claim to what it means to you and commit to it. And until you do that, you won't find out whether it's actually possible for you. Now, you and I both know if it's not possible and it is and it's not possible for many people, it's very difficult to moderate an addictive substance. Then what lays what lies beyond that is amazing. But what people will be feeling and worrying about is this feeling is like, oh, God, but that would mean I'd have to stop forever and I'd have to be this. And then we create stories in our head and scare the shit out of ourselves with the stories, feelings again. Right. We're like, oh, God, like I'm going to have to feel this or I'm not going to be able to take these feelings away. And I've been using this thing to take these feelings away. So, yeah, I went on a bit of a ramble there, didn't I? I was feeling a bit tired. I feel quite animated now. It's good, isn't it? Well, mate, I'm I'm about to just pack in for the day because I think you just fucking nailed it with that. <laughs> like that's why I was laughing with the fear means feelings. Oh, you fucking bad. What, what a fucking line that is. You know, um I knew there's a reason I like I've been you. saying this for years. <laughs> no one listens. No one listens. <laughs> it's true though. Like literally, unless F failing at the end of the day because failure the moment we learn from our failures we become it becomes a success so they're, they're not they're, they're just the same thing with different clothing yeah. and if you, and most people who are, are very very good at something that we want to be very good at they've failed at it more like that's literally how it goes and yeah. so i want to be very clear i'm not saying that like there aren't occasions where we could literally do something that puts us in real financial peril or something like that. They, that's not the category I'm talking about. But nine times out of 10, when we look at what's really going on, our system and our brain might be saying to us, well, if you do that, if you go down that route, you could be homeless in a week. Or if you go down that route like that, you go, you break that story down and look at like, is that actually true? It's like, no, that's not true. It's like some deeper thing that's coming up to be seen. Um, mm. And that really is for the greater good. So 
almost always insights into the inherent safety of our experience and the fact that we can feel stuff and the fact that we can, that we're not, we are not our ideas about ourselves. When we you know we're, we're not our businesses, we're not our podcasts, we're not that stuff. It's it's worth going in that direction. It's worth going into the fear because you'll find absolute gold in there. Now, I'm going to find mm. a quote while you, I'm going to see if I can find a quote. Go on, mm. you were. Uh... Well, the, it, it, it kind of takes a bit of a leap of faith and some courage, but when you edge into that, it's almost like you dare yourself to go there. Yeah, here it is. You, oh, go on, sorry. You then, you, your experience tells you something different to what you've been conjuring up in, in your own head. And then whatever the thing is, whatever the project is, your your business, your podcast, whatever the thing is, it has, like, it, it takes on a new form because it's not, it's not laced with tension and you're you're not you're not behaving in a, in a way where you're kind of prohibiting the, the natural flow of things you're not getting in the way of it anymore and so actually you could argue you're more likely to succeed whatever succeed is because you're not getting in the way of um, 100% you know, effectively the universe having your back. So 100%. not, not and it doesn't look like a like a I don't think we even need to that looks like a it looks like a fact that the moment you align and go in that direction, whether you construct it as a success or a failure or whatever, just going going in that direction is is paramount to living your best life. You know, there's, I found that quote, it's real, Kate. It says, uh, I love this. Our deepest fears are like dragons guarding our deepest treasure. I'm like, yeah, you fucking mm. bet. Like, boom. That's it, because the because the danger of not committing is that you don't bring your gifts to the world. So the danger of not committing to moderation or an alcohol-free life or that year off of alcohol or launching the business or writing the book or doing the thing that you know you really want to do, the danger of not doing that is that you mm. don't bring your gifts into the world. Because there's a reason why, even if it's not conscious, there's a reason why that thing is tugging at you. Mm. Mm. Oh, Sam, you, you take me right back to when when I first was certifying as a coach and all of that, and mm. a completely different way of life ahead of me. And... I was talking to somebody the other day about this, that that moment where you've kind of got to like come out as it were. Yeah. <laughs> and I was really grateful actually, because one of my friends who's, um, she's in our podcast group and she, hopefully she's listening to this, but she, uh, I had sent her my website link. Like, hey, have a look at this. This is what I'm up to. And I forgot to say to her, I, th I kind of thought it was obvious, but it wasn't. Sure, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't say to her, by the way, I haven't like published this yet. Like in terms it so it was published like she could see it, but I hadn't shared it with anybody. And bless her, she was so proud of me that she immediately posted it all over social and tagged me in it. <laughs> I was taking Rocket to the vet. And I got to the vet hospital and my phone had just blown up. And I was like, what the hell's going on here? And then Literally. I realized what had happened. Pardon? Literally. 
No, not literally. That would have been more exciting. And but I was um, I was so thankful it kind of happened that way because I didn't have the opportunity to sit on the fence. Yeah. I didn't have the opportunity to kind of hear there and know I'm not sure and know maybe tomorrow the band-aid was well and truly ripped off. And 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 then you you just have to get into it. So the, there is something earlier on when you were talking about this sitting on the fence thing, there is so much relief and release in making a commitment because energetically then you're, you're aware, you're not like you haven't got a foot in both camps anymore. So yes, it may feel kind of scary, but as we're saying, like that's that that's the the feeling element where um, we can deal with that. But you're you're no longer being um, hindered. You're no longer being held back, and so having that that willingness and that courage to move forth, it's uh, it's a huge thing. What have you got now? What are you waving at me now? We do another quotes. One of my oh, favorite God, here we quotes. go. It's full of quotes today. Fucking great by one of my favorite people ever. Mr. Me. Interesting. Oh, no, you say this. You've got some good ones. He says, uh, nature loves courage. You make the commitment and nature will respond to that commitment by removing impossible obstacles. Dream the impossible dream and the world will not grind you under. It will lift you up. This is mm. the trick. Yes. This is what all these teachers and philosophers who really counted, who really touched the alchemical gold. This is what they understood. This is the shamanic dance in the waterfall. This is how magic is done by hurling yourself into the abyss discovering it's a feather bed Fucking ah, yes 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 the the thing that I'd, and i i've been really wary of going down this because i don't want to hijack this podcast and we've, we've done i think more than more than one podcast on intention but this is why intention is so important it's so important and every time in this coaching journey particularly in the early days whenever anything terrified me i remember being all <laughs> properly terrified of doing the live alcohol experiment, but I desperately wanted to do it. So um, you might remember these videos from when we were training and I, I can still remember exactly where I was at the time that I heard Scott say on this training video. So this is Scott Pinyard from This Naked Mind. He said, um, he was talking about kind of the working environment and uh, basically that nothing prepares you for going live in front of thousands of people. And and he effectively said, like, you know, e even with, you know, practicing and exposure and all of that, the first time that you, you know, go and sit down and hit that live button, you, there's going to be some feelings there. And I remember being in this, um, I remember precisely where I was and and, and the, the, sh the wave of fear ran through me. And I was like, I am never fucking doing that. Like, why, why do I want to put myself in harm's way? I'm not doing that. Give it a couple of months, and there I am, raising a hand for the live alcohol experiment. What had changed? Well, I was still fucking terrified, but the the thing that was more compelling, the thing that was pulling me forward, was my intention and my desire to serve others. And so, that first live alcohol experiment that I did, and it was the, the it was January of twenty twenty one. So it's you know we all know Super Bowl of the live alcohol experiments in January, thousands of people. 
And the nights before, I mean, I was, don't get me wrong, I was really excited about it, but I was also fucking terrified, you know, of going live in front of thousands of people and making a complete tit of myself. <laughs> And, and so done, I had done that plenty of times on here. It's not <laughs> what's new. So I, I remember having like anxiety and sleepless nights the few nights before. And one of my fellow coaches, do you remember Mary? Mary said to me, Ellie, you'll feel like you're going to die, but it's okay because you won't. <laughs> Thanks, Mary. That's great. And, and, she, and she was kind of right because right up until hitting the go live button, I was fucking terrified. And then as soon as I got going, it's like, ah. But the thing, whether it's been that or going and speaking on the radio or whatever I've done, and I've thought, like, why am I doing this to myself? Why am I putting myself through this? Well, I'm putting myself through it because there's something much greater uh, at stake here, something that I'm committed to, deeply, deeply, deeply committed to. And then that, it, 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 it doesn't necessarily take all of the feelings away, nor would you want it to, but it it absolutely brings that, that presencing forth of like, yeah, I can be with all of this and I want to be with all of this. Yeah. Well, the thing I wrote down, like the thing you now know, you wrote, like the language you were using for how you thought back then, why would I want to put myself in harm's way? It's like, what harm? Yeah. Like, what, what harm? There's no harm coming from that. Like, you can stand in front of a thousand people. Can't actually, unless somebody literally throws a tomato at you, and that could potentially happen, I guess, if they didn't like what we were saying. But, you know, there's no actual. Mm. The acute experience of emotions and feelings and, and anxiety and stuff. There's no harm. There's no harm. The har mm. Like if we, mm. if we push that stuff down, if you think about it, for, the, for those of us, when we push that stuff down and we don't do that thing, um, then, then we run, we actually ironically could potentially harm our journey or the things that we'd want to do, the things that yeah. we'd have to put out in the world, not physically harm it, but we could like, you know, innocently put ourselves back because, but the, but again, the thing you also now know, which I know, you know, with, that we're learning more and more deeply is that there's nothing that can happen on one of those calls in front of one person or 500,000 people that could possibly touch or damage or add anything to who we really are beneath all of it. Like mm. it, it doesn't work like that. Mm. Um, so, you know, you can, you can fall, you, you can fall down the stairs, you get your dress caught like Madonna and fall on your face um, on the stairs. But it doesn't, you might, it might bruise you. Right. But it, the brute, like, and you might get a bit of a bruising for which you literally fall downstairs, but the bruising is like ego bruising. It's not real. Mm. There's no actual real harm. It's a bit um, like getting your face painted at Bewilderwood, isn't it? Yeah, what an ego bruise. And there, you know, isn't it? But isn't this so weird? I'm happy to go and sit for hours on end and get myself permanently inked. But mm. I, but I had like uh, some, well, some little tickle of face paint. Get my bloody face painted. I did, I did do it. Um, you did. But the thing is, I used to, so I can remember at college when I, I did, I did theatre studies, believe it or not, um, and I got the lead role in a few plays and stuff, and I can remember being absolutely fucking petrified and but i'd always push myself to do this stuff it wasn't a, it was even then fear wasn't a good enough reason not to do it now it definitely has been a good enough reason for me to not do certain things um but not anymore like actually it's like a, like often the fear of committing to something is is often like a like a red rag to a bull for me nowadays. I'm like, oh, look, there's there's something there. Like, what's what's going exactly. on there, bro? What's what's yeah. going on there? So you orient towards it, and like, you know, obviously, don't run in, don't actually 
you know, fight bulls and stuff because that will hurt. But when it can't, when the bull is going alcohol free or whatever, mm. and you've got some feelings and stuff around it, like what's the, you know, go for it, go for it. You can always go back to where you came from. Like I said, mm. I was on a call the other day and uh, I, I can't remember what I said. I said something like, what would, uh, what would you need to know in order for you to be able to kind of go on this journey? And and uh, who I was with, they said, well, I'd need to know that I could like pull out, right? I could, I could, and I was like, well, I mean, that's, you can do that if you want. You can, like, you, you can go down that route. You can always go back to how it used to be. It's like, it's not, uh, it's, you know, if you, if you go alcohol, you know, it's not, it, that's all there. Like you can create whatever you want to create. So mm. I love it. The thing you touched on when you were sharing as well, mate, was the, so we spoke about the danger of not committing, but also the joy of committing. And in my experience, the moment we decide to do the thing, very often the resistance and the and and everything clears, our wheels stop spinning and we get traction and we move even one inch forward and we fill up with joy mm. and stuff because mm. all of that insecurity that's been swirling around our head that's just been blocking those natural states of well-being that we have within us clears and we we dial straight back into our reason why and yeah. I mean, you mentioned intention but you got to know what you're committing to and and if you're tr if you're trying your best to commit to be to stop drinking well that's a challenging one right because it, there's more than that there's something much much bigger that you actually want behind it it's not it's not just about stopping drinking you're not that's not what you're necessarily committing to you're you're committing to your best life or your best self or coming from joy or whatever whatever it happens to be um mm. so yeah well look we we made something we we recorded something and we we didn't know what was going to happen no so that's good isn't it yeah and i'm very pleased that you moved your jumper because now i can see that beautiful plant next to you i can't believe you hung your jumper on a plant i didn't hang it on a plant it's hanging hanging on by like um <laughs> that plant's miles oh. away. Look. It's an optical illusion. Oh, hang on a minute. You just, it's like, you know, it's something. Do you remember on this plant? Do you remember the, it looks like it's on the plant. Do you remember the Father Ted thing where it's like, where he's explaining about the sheep or the cows? Very small, far away. <laughs> Isa, am I... Oh, I used to love Father Ted. That was funny. Me then. too. Me too. What a fucking cracking show. Would that, would um, that be cancelled? I don't know. I think some of it would be. I reckon you and I could do a rendition of My Lovely Horse. All right. Well, I need to go back and get the script right, and then we can do it. Start doing some skits. Well, I've been thinking we need maybe we'll start doing some skits and putting them on TikTok. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? But me on TikTok? Yeah, mate. I'll put you on there. Kids are fucking blown away. I've got a YouTube channel. Are they? Do they think yeah. it's great? There you well, go. Committed to something. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you mean our one? Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. I'm fucking have my own. Five minutes is yours. What would I be doing on my on my YouTube channel? <laughs> I don't know. I was like, you haven't. You're like you've just, just me making the dinner for the kids again. Just, you've been building. Yeah. Well, look, people. There's plenty of plenty of mums out there who would, as as long as it's engaging and as long as you've got a good a nice jumper on. I, d I don't think anybody wants to see um, any more. Like if if you're a mum and you're in in the thick of it, like I am. You don't want to spend the precious moments that you have got watching somebody else in the fucking thick of it. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe, maybe, maybe the mums you're hanging out with, but I'm sure there are some mums that would uh, 
would like to know that they're not not alone. Um, anyhow, we um, we digress. I always say that word right now. Mm, you do you remember when I used to always say it wrong? Yeah. I love the fact that you're growing up. Little Sam. Oh, little, learning little, words. Yeah, little Sam's learning words. Ah. Have we finished? It's been a really, really quick one, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that have we finished? Are we done? Yeah, I was just my, my mind was just wandering um, away from things to um, our little trip in the new year, which will be almost upon us when this airs, not like a month or something. Exciting, isn't it? It is. It's very exciting. Well, we I think we're this potentially we could have some very very exciting things in the pipeline as well, um, mm. both personally and together and. All, all, all sorts of stuff. We've got, uh, we've got some cool shit coming up. So, not knowing where we're going to be at the time that this is being recorded, we'll have to, we'll have to put some, perhaps put an outro or an intro, or perhaps you know get back together and record something and, and stitch it on if, uh, if we've, because yeah, we are, we are committing to do some cool shit next year. Yeah, we just need to get past Christmas. Yeah, we're so, so like five days away now, isn't it? So that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. right folks thanks for bearing with us we'll pick up some speed as we get into February it'll yeah, be, you're some, it'll be slick professional you know slick and professional yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm aiming for mm, this yeah. year we're having a new uh, we're having a real a real change and we're going to be slick and professional as opposed to um, whatever we are Answers on a postcard. Okay. Love you, everybody. 